We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Also coming up in a few minutes, Chris Chambers, and uh, we'll talk to him about a bunch of things. Uh, Chris is very active in so many things now going on, and uh, also want to talk to him about the Dolphins, uh, get his input as well. Uh, Chris is, uh, you know, he's does the NFL Combine, get, gets people ready for the Combine. He has a, a podcast. He's got it all, working high school camps and Combines. We have a chance to cross paths with him there. Also, he's a consultant over at um, a U school with uh, Channing and uh, Coach Luque. And, uh, yeah, so he's, got, he's very busy and uh, certainly doing a lot of things. That's, I mean, you look at a lot of former, um, and it seems, I know that we live in South Florida, but, I mean, if you go to a lot of cities, I don't think there's as many former players, especially former Dolphins, that are doing so much, you know, within the community like Chris. And, you know, you, you talk about Sam and, and Jason Taylor, and also uh, uh, we have Pat. Uh, Sertan on last night. There's a lot of Ronde. So many, so many of these guys uh, giving back, and not only giving back, but uh, doing what they love to do. And Chris is certainly one of them, and he joins us this, uh, this evening. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, this is uh, for you. It's just, uh, it's a never ending thing. I mean, it's uh, you know during the season you're working uh, to refine kids and teach them, and you know and getting ki- people ready for the combine. The off season are full of camps. You do a podcast. You do. Uh, I know that uh, you and Coach Rocco just got done uh, or were doing cam- uh, clinics and camps as well. Uh, you like this stuff. I mean, this is. I mean, you you couldn't just be one of those guys who retire and just hang out i mean this isn't you 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 like to go back home uh, to ohio once in a while and you like to take this stuff on the road talk about that because i think that's important that yep. that that you're give you're teaching people how to do it the right way yeah you know the, the plan was to retire and kick back <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of it kind of altered a little bit and I, and I jumped right into sports performance you're literally the year the year doing it while i was retiring because i was actually thinking about making a, a little bit of a comeback even though I was told that my hip was, you know, um, bone on bone and there was right. nothing I can do about it at the time. And actually during that time, we had the lockout. So remember the lockout yeah, went yeah. about six months. And then after the lockout was like August, it was like, you know, fast and the furious was signing contracts and all type <laughs> of crazy stuff. So I just got, I got mixed into all that and uh, you know, I ended up getting released. And then uh, I thought about, you know, even making a little bit of a comeback there for a second. But then I started falling in love in sports performance a little bit. And uh, that's how things began to kind of take off there. And that's when I was able to build my training facility, Chamber Fitness. And then that's when I was working with the kids and the pros and the parents. And all that stuff started to come about the last, you know, five or six years. And so I've become this kind of this athlete influencer person um, over the years. Like a lot of the kids I've been training are now like going to college and someone about to get out of college. And it's like, you know, I see them like in the community and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's really cool when you, you're starting to see that stuff. So I try to make time for, you know, all the individuals. I have my time with the pros when they're in the off season. I have my time with the college kids during, you know, the combine time from January to April. You, you mentioned Coach Rocco and myself putting together a little summer camp there, which was really cool. So that's my time with like, kind of the youth. And then now I'm jumping into some high school stuff 
over with youth school and um, Coach Luque and Arturo, uh, who brought me over. It was kind of the quality code assistant coach brought me yeah. over there. And then you had uh, Shannon who's there and you have Ed Perry who just joined. So it was like a little wow. fraternity for us. So, wow, they're going to have you know, some long really snapping fun. over there too, huh? Yeah, we're going to have a couple of <laughs> things in the bag there. So, you know, we're letting Coach Luque kind of sit, sit back and just kind of see what we got going on, man. And, you know, help, you know, manage things. And uh, I look forward to it because there's a lot of good talents over there. Chris, when you were playing, did you ever, you know, say to yourself on some of those days, you know, maybe I like to do this. Maybe I like to coach someday. Maybe I'd like to. Or were you one of those guys that just focused on doing what you had to do and, you know, figured, you know, the coaches were yelling because that's that's just the way they were. I mean, were you, were you, right. was there any way that you would say that you would put yourself on that spot and have that whistle and, you know, teaching these guys? Or were, was that something you really never thought much of? Yeah, you know, it started early because my uncle was a coach and my, my other uncle was always into sports and stuff like that. So I've seen, I was just around it, that type of guidance. So it was kind of already kind of instilled in me. And then every year I put on a bunch of camps, a bunch of clinics. I always went back to Ohio, like you mentioned, um, to be able to go back and just give back to my area that I kind of grew up in. So I've done that for like 15 years when I was playing. I started my foundation, Catch 84 Children Achievement Through Community Help during the time I was playing. So wherever I was there, if it was San Diego or it was Kansas City, I was trying to make some type of impact in the community. So it was already kind of there. And then once I got done, I was able to make some bigger impacts, and that's what I'm kind of focused on right now. Yeah, no doubt. Chris Chambers joining us, a former Dolphin chief in San Diego, where you really you left a big mark. A lot of people out there still uh, still talk about you. I mean, uh, how was your time out there? Because it, it seemed like it was a very productive couple of years you had. Yeah, it was fun. It was very fun, and just for all my Miami hopefuls, you know, I would have, I would have went up here. Owen, what were we? One fifteen that year. <laughs> yeah. I think we would have won a couple more games if I was on the team. I promise <laughs> you that much. We probably would have won a few more, but I, but I wasn't. And uh, but then when I realized the opportunity ahead of me to play with Antonio Gates, with Damian Thomas, and the young Philip Rivers, right, <laughs> believe right, it or not, right, young right. Philip Rivers, they had an arm. And I had. Uh, Man, we had some of the best players you can imagine on that team. Uh, you know, Sean Merriman and, you know, Antonio Cromartie. I mean, it was, I mean, Sproles, Michael Turner, Sproles still playing. So yeah, yeah, it's yes. like, you know, yeah, but the <laughs> team was so, it was like going on like an all-star team. It was like we could just turn it on whenever we turn it on. We had North Turner, who was a coach who was kind of like this laid-back coach too. Yeah. You know, a lot of swagger, a lot of laid-back. So we kind of carried our personality the same way. And it was fun, man, because I almost made the NFL NFL championship um, run that same year I got traded. Oh, made yeah. it all the way to the AFC Championship. So it was like, oh, oh, go 0-7 and then almost literally go to the Super Bowl in right. one year. So it was one of the greatest years of my entire career. I mean, and when you were playing, and obviously there was, I mean, the training when you first started, when you first started playing, got out of high school, went to college, and it was nowhere near near it is now. I mean, when you look at it as what it's become, I mean, it's just everybody specialized in this, and they go to these uh, teachers for this, and uh, I mean, it's amazing how it's evolved. I mean, but everybody looks for an edge, and certainly when you do your videos or when you do your podcast, I mean, you actually break things down. And and I've I've said that about you. I watch you during the camps, and and I'll, I'll tell Laz or I says, you know what? I've never seen anybody take their job more serious than you. I mean, you really. I mean, it, these are young kids, and you could just say to yourself, you know, what the heck? But that's not you. Who instilled that into you? Mm-hmm. I mean, was that was your family? Anybody? Was your dad? Was uh, any brothers? Any uh, coaches? Anybody was a big influence to make you become like that? 
Yeah, you know, it probably was a culmination of, like, everything. You know, even, like, my, my mom just from, like, supporting me and going to high school games and screaming, <laughs> you know, all that type of stuff. So that she did her part, you know, that was to get me there to make sure I had the things I needed. It seemed like I had everything. I had some uncles to help along the way. And then, obviously, the coaches. You know that. You know, the coaches, you know, the high school coaches, they are big influencers. I mean, that's, like, the first time when you get exposed to, like, certain sports and stuff like that. And so – they are the first people to put put their hands on you. So if they get, teach you bad habits, it's probably going to go a little bit of ways. But I had some guys who really cared about coaching and taught me very good habits um, during that time. So I was able to take all those habits. Some of the you know some really good coaches. I actually had Ted Ginn Senior. Oh yeah, all right, Ted yeah, Ginn. Yeah. You know Ted Ginn Junior. Yes, yeah. So I actually had Ted Ginn Senior was my first coach, first receiver coach. Oh. So just imagine all the stuff he's done. So imagine me getting the tutoring from him very early on in my career oh, nice. and then kind of going from there. And then I went to University of Wisconsin where we had Barry Alvarez. Oh, my gosh. If yeah. you know anything about University of Wisconsin, <laughs> Barry Alvarez is now the AD now. And some of his former players are now like assistant ADs and like head coaches and all type of stuff. So it was a good tight-knit fraternity. And we won a lot of games. And the coaching there was really was really great, and uh, some of the best coaches we won two Road Bowl championships. You know, it's back in the day for some of my younger generation out there. But two, it was still in the day, though. It, it was still yeah, it was in the day. Yeah, it was in the day. Yeah, yeah Camp Randall. Yeah. I, I was at Camp Randall one time. That place, that place gets a little crazy. I mean, the, I mean, you know, the uh, Wisconsin's known for obviously the uh, a lot of breweries, and uh, certainly they show up on those <laughs> cheese heads and breweries. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, but definitely a fun place to go i'm sure they had they always have really good basketball at that school it's a yeah it's a really nice yep. environment and then you got a chance to, to, to play with the dolphins and uh, i mean that's got to be really you know uh, from to be in the nfl to to learn from some of the best of the best uh, you look at the dolphins yep. of the day uh certainly i mean when you take a pick like a Devonte parker and i'm sure you've watched him at every single angle and i mean you get frustrated because there's a guy with a lot of talent but he doesn't stay healthy and uh, talk about that. Talk about what, what type of, you know, as the Dolphins look at 2019 with him and obviously Kenny Stills, who I like a lot. I think Kenny's a hard worker. Uh, and, and people like with Albert Wilson, who's like instant uh, offense. Talk about that receiving core and what they have the potential to do. Yeah, you know, I really liked it, on you know, especially on paper last year. And then when they started playing the first like two or three games, man, it was an exciting offense, man. It really was. Um, they looked like they were really going to get into some cool stuff throughout the year. But then once one guy went down, they kind of snowballed. And then Devontae didn't really get a chance to step up, you know, during that time because of some of his injuries and some of the things he had to deal with. So, you know, I'm just hoping, you know, that probably, you know, one of his – it's going to be the number one year of his absolute career this year where he's really going to have to do something. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a, you know, a put-up or shut-up type situation. And, um, you know, he's not a big talker. So that's one thing he is not. But, you know, I'm hoping he go out there and play with a extreme amount of confidence because he does have a lot of range. And I'm hoping that he used these years to kind of figure out, like, what's the best thing for me? Who do I go for my therapy? Where do I go for this? Like, he, by this time, third or fourth, this is fourth year, this is fifth year, right? Yep. This fifth is year. Fifth so year. he needs to know exactly who he needs to be doing. His routine needs to be exactly set. He has Kenny Steele's right there, who is a constant professional on and off the field. I agree. Um, you know, he has, yeah, he has people around him that he can really – um, sprout up, so I mean, hopefully the coaches staff put him in the right uh, position. So I think he'll have an opportunity to break out this year, you know. Uh, and then you have the other guys around him, uh, Jakeem, who didn't get a chance to really get off, but you've seen some of the things that he can do, right. you know. And then uh, you throw Kenny in there, and you know, yeah. you got a pretty solid offense, man. 
Yeah, and and like King you Drake. said, I mean, I can go on and on. No, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, no, I mean they do, but when when everything comes down to it, it's the offensive line and uh, their yep. their lack of depth. I mean, they have good a couple of good front line players, and they're really good. And we 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 have a guy that's probably on his way to being one of the best uh, tackles in the game, in Laramie Tunsil. I mean, who yes. hey, you know, I mean, he's mm-hmm. certainly shown big hands, very strong. He's that blind side. He's you know, he's that guy. And uh, but certainly they got to build around him, and that's the one thing. And you. And you hit a good point because somebody like Devontae Parker, if they don't have other athletes that they have to worry about, like they did last year with Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant when they both got yep. hurt, but having them in the lineup is always going to give the defense something to think about, which they're not going to spend all the time on Devontae. He can get off a little bit, get some confidence, and you never know what could happen. I agree. I think this is a big year for him. Yep. He's got to stay healthy, and, and, and he's got to yep. stay on the field. Uh, just switching gears a little bit, uh, the combines, uh, you know, we, we got this the girls' combine coming up. I think it's a great idea. I think it's something that is on a uh, – it's a ground floor. It's the same the, – the, the girls are going to be going through the same thing that the boys do. Um, talk about that because I think that's way long overdue. I have a lot of friends who, who played football before, but they have three, four girls. So they want to see how they could elevate. Talk about this. This is coming up on August the 10th at Ives Park. Uh, it's a, you know, for the, the flag football, we have like semi girls who want to play semi pro. You're going to teach them basically everything. Yeah, you know what? This is uh this opportunity we were looking at a couple years ago. I know last was uh, working on having like the seven oh seven. You seen the dolphins doing like the girls' flag stuff, and then uh, and then they started becoming in like all the schools and everything. And so you have seen it kind of trending and stuff like that towards this direction. And I'm just I'm proud to be like the first group myself, you last to kind of put something together like this. And we have so much experience working with each other. I mean, how many camps have we done? About five or six of them in the last couple years. It's like clockwork right now. We're continuing to add different things to it. People are getting kind of more aware of the situation of what we're doing. And so to be able able to give the girls an opportunity to do some of the stuff that the boys are doing and to get some of the instructions is going to be groundbreaking for us because there are some very great athletes out there, and they get a chance to do some of the movements and some of the, the lateral drills and the linear drills and then some of the football agility drills and some of the catching and stuff. You got to be a superior athlete to be able to do all those things. So the girls are going to be able to go out there and kind of showcase themselves. Now we do know some girls play tackle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they do. We do. Yeah, we do know some of them play tackle, but I think this is a good chance to kind of put them on that stratosphere to be able to experience, you know, what a five ten five, you know, cone drill or a shuttle drill or a, a vertical jump or, you know, all these things they see at the NFL combine level. They love football. You know, so why not give them the opportunity to, to experience the culture anymore and then get the chance to really learn from some quality coaches? And I think we'll have some female coaches out there, too, Yes, which would be great. Yeah, and that's the best thing when you could have girls who have been there done that before. You know, you walk up and you see a bunch of guys, yeah, you know, it's okay. But if you see a, a girl, and, and we have a couple of them, as, as, you know, Jessica Childers, who's who plays for the Miami Fury. I mean, she's, she's a big-time player, and, and I think it's going to be really, really good to have the girls 
girls see what she does and and understand that yeah there's and you made a great point that even though that the NCAA doesn't recognize uh, flag yep. football now but this may wake them up because if you look there's a lot of uh, men's sports that they you know they want to get going but because of Title Nine and you have to have a you know if you start a men's sport you got to start a, a women's sport well this women's sport wouldn't take a lot of money I mean you got uniforms yep. you got you know this and that you play on the same fields so to me I agree I think that you know playing it at that level it's a very competitive uh, sport a lot of people love football at any form uh, I think there's a great great idea it's coming up on uh, the 10th of uh, August yep. uh, a week from this Saturday at Ives Park I'm excited uh, Chris again thanks so much for taking the time to spend with us you know we'll be always with you and uh, it's it's an awesome thing there's a lot to look forward to a lot of talent going around uh, South Florida and we're just tapping yep. into we're just tapping into a little bit of it yeah that's great man i'm happy to be working with you guys man you do an excellent job i'm glad i was able to come on the show i got a chance to hear last the other day i know and then we got to talk about what bleacher does oh my god yeah man. yeah this that's a, a marketing great... that's a marketing genius so you know not even that they'll get headshots they'll get like these action photos that's going to be on bleacher they'll be able to probably get a profile set up they will i gotta talk to last about that if we yes. can get if they have profile setups uh, I think it's going to be an awesome experience. So we'll see how it go, and I, I love to come back, and uh, we'll report on it. We'll get some good content out of it, all right? Good stuff. Thanks so much, Chris. Have a good night. All right. Thank good you. Stuff. You too. Bye. Chris Chambers, uh, former Miami Dolphin, San Diego Charger, Kansas City Chief. Uh, good guy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 